Every Christian church periodically holds a water baptism ceremony. But why? What is it? How important is it that we be baptized? In today's episode of Hardcore Christianity, Jerry and I will attempt to answer these questions and more. We'll attempt to define what the Bible means when it mentions baptism. We'll discuss the benefits of being baptized. We'll talk about what the Bible says in regards to the importance of being baptized. And we'll examine what all of this says about our God. If you've ever questioned the importance and the reasoning behind water baptism, you want to stick around for this episode of Hardcore Christianity. Well, thanks, Jerry, for joining me for this episode of Hardcore Christianity, where we're exploring the question about baptism. How important is it to be baptized? How are you doing? Thanks for joining me. Doing well. Glad to be here. Uh, before we get started, I, one thing I wanted to just give a shout out to Bright for all the hard work he did uh, in helping us prepare for this. Uh, he did a great job and I'm real grateful for his uh, expertise and help. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a, uh, for those listening, we do have someone who helps us with the research and he did a great job of pulling things together for this episode and helping us as we prepare. So anyway, before we get into talking about baptism, why don't we define baptism? I know there's a lot of different types of baptism. There's total immersion, there's sprinkling, there's even the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And people throw around the term baptism so much that they use it for things like baptism through fire and all of that. So why don't we clarify what we mean when we're talking about biblical baptism? What would you say? Well, and it's interesting. It depends upon your, your background uh, from a church perspective, because some churches baptize as infants. Mm -hmm. And sometimes baptize as, and some churches baptize as adults. Um, those who typically baptize as infants don't do full immersion. They typically do a sprinkling of some sort. And then later in life, they will do a, um, a profession of faith or a confirmation, uh, which then is uh, you going back to your baptism and saying, yes, I believe that was true and, and I am following Christ, mm -hmm. uh, where others wait until you're old enough to make that decision, and then you're allowed to be baptized. Yeah. Well, let me talk, let me uh, share the Oxford Dictionary definition of baptism. It says that it's the religious rite of sprinkling water onto a person's head or of immersion into water, symbolizing purification and regeneration and admission to the church. Uh, in many denominations, baptism is performed on young children and is accompanied by name giving, kind of what you mentioned. Um, but as I read that definition, and I, I don't know about you, Jerry, but when I read that definition and I think about the biblical scriptural, uh, what I would consider the definition of baptism, I don't think that's quite accurate. Um, I like what the onenessofgod.org website said, and this is kind of how they defined it. They said, the scriptural mode of water baptism is submersion, also, also called total immersion. It is the form of baptism in which the water completely covers the candidate's body. And one of the reasons that, and they actually, they had a list of several different verses from the Bible that, um, that solidify what it is that, are, that they're saying. I'll just point out three um, and why I agree with this definition. From Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, it says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, which indicates and uh, that it, it, he was actually in the water, submerged in the water to come out of the water. Uh, so that's the way that Jesus was baptized. 
in Acts chapter 8, verse 38, it says, Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Another indication that it is total submersion, that they had to go into this body of water to be baptized. And then lastly, I'll point out John chapter 3, verse 23, which says, And John also was baptizing in Arnon near the Salem, uh, near to Salem, because there was much water there. And this indicates that it was a large body of water, and uh, that would also indicate that it's probably a submersion baptism. And I don't know, I don't think that there's any place in the Bible that alludes to any other form of water baptism. Well, it was interesting, and uh, one of the things that uh, Bright, uh, Bright had brought up was Moses's baptism, which in it was kind of the opposite. They were not the ones that were immersed. It was the uh, the Egyptians who were, were chasing them. Uh, and uh, it was a full immersion for them. <laughs> but uh, the, the Israelites walked through on dry land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Christianity, Christianity.com also says this. It says, if the, mean, if the meaning of baptism could be boiled down to one word, that word would be identification. Baptism speaks primarily of a personal public identification with Christ. And I like that uh, that definition of baptism, kind of boiling it down to just identifying ourselves with Christ. What do you think about that one? In the, in the world that we live in, we have all kinds of things that identify us. And to have one that identifies us with our faith, uh, and I would agree that, uh, that baptism says, yes, this is what I believe and this is what I want. And uh, in our church, they will, they will do sprinkling. And, but what's interesting, when we do that, it's not just the child that makes promises and talks about their faith, but it's the congregation and the parents as well. Yeah. And uh, so it's not a one-time, uh, it, it's a one-time po- possibly for us, although I have literally been baptized twice because... Uh, uh, once when I was a child and then once I chose to be baptized, but, uh, it's a remembering of what that uh, signifies and why it's important. And particularly as, as, uh, parents wanting our children to be baptized and to uh, have them have that faith, follow them wherever they're at, even if they stray a little bit, God's still chasing after them because they're marked. Yeah. In our church, we do something similar where we do have the sprinkling of water on babies. Um, it's more of a dedication to God type of a ceremony. And I think it's probably more for the parents than it is for the child, um, ind- ind- indicating that they plan to raise their child in the way that they should go. And that's kind of a public declaration that they will do that. I think that's a little different in my in my mind as to what we're talking about here as as um, as we're referring to water baptism, uh, bibl- biblical water baptism. Um, I'm going to share one last verse before we move on, uh, and this is a scriptural, I think, um, definition of baptism, and it's from Romans chapter six, verses three and four, and it says, "Do you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into His death? We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death, that in that in order that just as Jesus was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. That is basically kind of talking about the identification of being buried with Jesus and that um, the baptism into Christ is kind of marrying those together. And I, I like how Romans did that. 
to help us to understand the meaning and the purpose behind baptism. I would agree with that, that, um, that identifying with his death, we don't like to identify with death. We like to identify with life uh, and the benefits, but uh, to recognize that the death is kind of a surrender and we need to be able to surrender those things that uh, don't line up with our faith. And we don't always want to do that. We, we Sometimes we want to keep certain things and let go of others. Hmm. And this is a letting go of everything. When I go under the water, I have no control. When I come up, though those things have been washed away. So in this episode of Hardcore Christianity, I think that when we're referring to water baptism, we're talking about total immersion, um, which I think is the biblical definition of baptism. We'll talk about some of the other baptisms as we go along. I'm sure they'll come up. But um, the definition I think that we will be using for this episode of Hardcore Christianity is total immersion, basically totally submersion, submerging, submersion um, of the body into the water and then brought back up out of the water. Let me ask you this, David, were you totally immersed uh, in your baptism? Yeah, as a matter of fact, and we'll, and I'll probably hit on it again later on in the episode, but I was baptized, you said two times, I was baptized actually three times. <laughs> I was baptized when I was young, uh, and then I was baptized when I was older and really knew what um, uh, being saved was. And then I was baptized a third time when uh, my wife and I went to Israel. And I was baptized in the Jordan River, okay, and that was more yeah. of a symbolic baptism. But um, so, yeah, uh, I was baptized three times. So and all three times it was total submersion. OK, so very good. why are we even asking this question? Why would you think it's uh, relevant or, or important today for this episode of Hardcore Christianity? Well, the culture that we live in is becoming more secular. Um, people are not putting as much importance on faith. Uh, they're looking for worldly answers to all the different issues of life and not recognizing the value of being baptized uh, and even to following what uh, God would do and accepting Christ as uh, an answer. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with I agree with a lot of what you said there. I think that um, as far as baptism baptism is concerned, even with believers, I think that a lot of believers have either been taught or um, it's maybe even understood that baptism is optional. And I think a lot of believers might think it's optional. Some people don't understand the significance of baptism. That might not have been taught in church. I know in a lot of churches that I've been in they do talk about baptism and encourage you to be baptized, but they don't really focus on the importance of baptism. It's just, you know, you should get baptized. Uh, but not a lot of, of talk has, has been, at least in, from my point of view, when I've heard um, talk about baptism, it's been more of you should be baptized, but less about why you should be baptized. And I think that there's a misunderstanding amongst the believers of what bat water baptism actually is. Um, and we're, we even mentioned it earlier in the show about the sprinkling, about submersion, about babies, about, uh, you know, all of these different types of baptisms. It could be really confusing as to what baptism is and why it's even important. And then there is also that fear of embarrassment where, you know, even when people I, in my church, oftentimes they may say, OK, if you are an unbeliever, you know, you've come to the faith today, could you just raise your hand or if you want to be saved? 
uh, and that, or even come up to the front or any of those things, there's always embarrassment. And I think that people don't want to be in front of an audience, being baptized in water, uh, maybe even giving a public testimony that could be embarrassing to a lot of people. So I think that those are uh, several reasons why people might not want to be baptized and why it's an important question. In uh, the nrconline.org, there was a um, uh, article that mentioned that in 2013, baptism rates slide uh, despite high profile boosts. So they're talking, the, the statement from the article says, it seems unlikely that even these leading voices, and it's talking about the Pope in this, in this instance, in Christendom will reverse the nosedive rates of baptism in the United States, where fewer people seem to think it's essential to have God in the middle. Now, this is really talking about child baptism from the point of view of this article, but I think it actually also um, can be translated to, to um, submersion as well, total submersion. They give four reasons, and let me uh, kind of hit on these and see what you think about about these. And you kind of hit on the first one: is the rise in secular secularism. And it's talking about that people want God, but they're not happy with the church. So rites such as baptism are victims of an anti-denominational and anti-institution, even anti-church era. So yeah, so one of the reasons that's indicated in this article as to why people may not want to be baptized is the rise in secularism, which is what you mentioned. Another is um, that there's more interfaith marriages. So the the definition, the, the explanation that they had given is one in four U.S. households were multi-faith in 2006. Such couples often compromise by ditching specific faith rituals such as baptism to avoid contention. So if someone was born uh, or at least raised with one with one faith and then marries someone of a slightly different faith or even maybe even a total different faith, uh, the fact that they have uh, interfaith marriages, then they don't want to <laughs> raise the issue of, you know, I want to be baptized because of my faith and I want you to be back. So it's, they just avoid the issue altogether. So that's think, another one. What do you? Well, I was going to say, I think parents uh, tend to maybe give our kids too many choices at times that uh, by not giving them direction, they kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, they kind of wander and get to pick and choose and what is uh, most attractive to them. And mm -hmm. at, at an early age, we don't always have the ability to make those decisions. And it was interesting also when you were talking about baptism, uh, I think it's a much like coming to faith in that the older we get, the harder it is to do it. Hmm. Uh, you very rarely see, or you don't see it as often, I guess would be a better way to put it, uh, people in their 60s and 70s coming to faith where it's not unusual for someone in their teens to come to faith. And I think that's similar with baptism. If I've gone 30 years without or 40 years without being baptized, it's like, well, you know, why do I need to do this? I'm, I go to church, I'm faithful, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. The third point that they made is fewer marriages officiate, are officiated by clergy. And the point they make is that if you haven't been married in a church, you may be less likely to present your child for baptism. And again, this is talking about child baptism, but I think it translates also to immersion uh, being that, um, you know, if you if you're not. If you haven't been married in a church, if it hasn't been officiated by clergy, then you're probably less likely to be baptized and to follow up on that step. And to take that a step further, if you haven't been married and you have a child, 
<clears throat> in some churches, you aren't, aren't allowed to bring them in to be baptized. And others feel like they can't because of all the social norms and things. Uh, or, yeah. you know, if they're, if they're not married, potentially, maybe they're not even as a family looking for a faith support system. Perfect point, Jerry, because that is the fourth, uh, the fourth point that they make that say it's a misunderstanding. They say the rise, the rising number of out of wedlock births may contribute to the decline in baptisms. Uh, single parents may be less apt to bring their child to, to be baptized because of a misapprehension that they won't be welcome. So exactly what you said. So you, you have you, you pulled it out before I even was able to even <laughs> able to say it. So, yeah. So those are some some reasons that uh, people don't think either think baptism is important or don't want to be baptized. So I think it's a really important topic to bring, especially since the Bible has a lot to say about baptism. And um, I think it's a, a very important um, ceremony, a very important step for believers uh, to be baptized. And so if you're a listener out there and you have not been baptized, stick around uh, for what we're going to say in the, in the future and later in this episode, because I think we'll be able to highlight why it's so important to be baptized. Uh, but before we do that, um, Jerry, why don't you talk about some of your thoughts about the importance of water baptism, your personal thoughts, and how seriously do you think we should take baptism? Well, again, we talked about that I had been baptized twice. I was baptized as a child. I grew up, uh, my mom took us to church, my dad didn't. So there wasn't a a real strong um, push toward faith from my dad's side. My mom uh, always wanted and and. It was important for her, for us to go to church with her, which we did until we got older. And then with my dad saying, well, you know, you don't have to go. Yeah, you know, you get in your teen years or whatever, you don't go as often. But um, uh, the second time was my decision after I had accepted Christ and uh, we had actually joined a, another church. It was not a Catholic church. And I just felt like it was important for me to uh, make a statement that this is what I believe and make it a public statement. And then uh, when we had children, the idea of having them baptized was never an option. It was like, yes, we want all of our kids to be baptized. And uh, so it was important because there's some accountability built into that. Mm -hmm. If, if I'm not baptized, there, there's nothing that says I've got to follow anything related to baptism. But if I am baptized, uh, there are certain expectations. And, mm -hmm. um, and also I think there are certain, um, draws that come with that. I mean, you, when I'm baptized and when I made that effort to be baptized, it made me want to live my faith more fully, mm -hmm. uh, where before it might be, that's, that's a part of my life. Now I want it to be all of my life, uh, lived through my faith. Well, you know, when we do episodes of hardcore Christianity, one of the things I like so much about it is when we think about it and we research it and we pray about it, um, and prepare for the episodes, I learned so much. I mean, the thing is, is that I had a different, a, a slightly different view of baptism before, uh, really thinking about baptism. I was baptized uh, because it was just expected that when you are saved, you get baptized. Um, 
And I didn't really think too much about uh, what, you know, the importance of baptism at the time. I knew that was just a ceremony uh, that you just do as a representation of, of, of your faith. Uh, but as I prepared for this episode, um, I began to think even more deeply. And I began to believe that baptism is even more important than I did before I started. Christianity.com does say this about baptism. It says, how important is your baptism? It's your personal identification with the greatest act of human history, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I like to think about it kind of like a wedding, you know, an earthly wedding, how we, when we commit to our spouse and we decide not only do we want to get engaged with this person, but we also want to marry them and make it official and, and have a ceremony for it. And, and, uh, it's an identification that we're now off the market, you know. So <laughs> I think of it as a kind of like a wedding ceremony with God um, because, you know, the Bible does talk about us being his bride. And I think that this is kind of the wedding ceremony that we're having with him. I think it is a, a symbol of commitment, but I think that when we accept Jesus, if we, if we kind of compare it to, you know, a wedding, a marriage here on earth, when we accept Jesus, I think it's like, us saying yes to a wedding proposal. So as if we decided, yes, I will marry Jesus or I will, I will follow Jesus. That's what I think it's kind of like what we're doing when we accept Christ and we are born again. But being baptized is like saying I do at the, at the, uh, at the conferring of, you know, vows during the actual wedding ceremony. I think when you're being baptized, you're basically making that public commitment, just like you do when you're getting married and uh, in, in front of a lot of people, saying the vows, putting that ring on the finger, I think that that is a, a similar symbolic representation of when we're being baptized, that we now have committed to this lifelong commitment to what it is that we have accepted. Uh, in the Bible, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, later on, but they oftentimes go hand in hand that when you get saved, then you get baptized. And it's kind of like you know, even when you get married, you get engaged, then you get married. It's not like one or the other. It's like it's a package deal. And so as I began to think about baptism more and then consider it for this episode, that's how I'm now thinking about baptism. I think it's as important as getting married to the person that you uh, have committed your life to, that you have asked uh, to be your spouse. So likewise, we are the bride um, and God is the groom. And when we accept the gift that he's given us, that is like we're saying, yes, I accept that marriage proposal. And then when we actually do the baptism, it is the ceremony of like saying, I do. Now, I don't think that baptism is necessarily required to be saved, but I do think it is a mandate and it is biblically expected. So that's my point of view on baptism. Now, we alluded to... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I I thought as you said that, uh, and spe specifically when you're referring to uh, marriage, that too often in our culture, marriage is looked at as a contract as opposed to a covenant. And um, I think baptism is kind of the same thing. Uh, it's a covenant with us and God because any type of a contract, you can change the rules of a contract, you can break the contract, whatever. But a covenant is a, a step above a contract. And because as a culture, we've kind of backed away from anything that has to do with a covenant because it's a faith-based thing for the most part, it's easy to see why people would not look at baptism 
that important because we don't look at other things that are covenant like marriage. Mm -hmm. We don't mm -hmm. look at it as that important. Well, yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, you see stories occasionally uh, now where people ha have been basically living together for 25 years mm -hmm. and then maybe now they decide to get married. Um, but what, what kept them from getting married in the first place? What kept them from being baptized? And it's, most of it is a fear of that whole covenant. Well, I think I, using, using that, I mean, I think about the common law marriage, I think, uh, and I don't know if it's statewide or a countrywide, but seven years after being living together, you are now, uh, determined that you're married. And when I think about that, I mean, we don't want to have a common law marriage with the Lord. We want to have the official marriage with our God. We want to have that official connection with our God, that official commitment, the covenant relationship that you were talking about with our God. And so, yeah, I think in America, you're right. I mean, if you were to compare it to wedding, to marriage, a lot of people um, don't think marriage is as important as it, as it has been like in the past. Um, but it is, I think, very, very important. So let's move on to this. This We'll just kind of hit on um, child baptism for, for a minute here. So what do you think about child baptism? And do you think it's biblical? Well, as we talked about, um, typically with child baptism, it is sprinkling. And then it is some type of confirmation later in life, whether it's a declaration of your faith, uh, whatever it might be. Um, and if we go back to what we talked about earlier, where full immersion, then you're wondering, you know, would it, uh, would it be better than, uh, having a, um, you know, this public declaration of, of faith rather, would it be better to have a second baptism with full immersion? Mm -hmm. Uh, because, there's something about doing an act. If I say something, it has meaning. But if I commit to doing something in addition, much like marriage, uh, if I commit to marry this person and then have the physical act of marriage, there's more to it than just saying, oh, well, we're going to live together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting thought. Of, I mean, I, I am glad that parents recognize the need to have their children grown up in the faith. The question becomes, and, and, and it's a, an, a, an old, old question, do I baptize them as a child or do I baptize them later? And I think it's still a question. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, my, my thought is, is that baptism should be a choice for the person being baptized. Um, and if baptism can be compared to marriage, then no one gets married without first pledging themselves to the one that they're going to be married to. So a baby can't really do that. They can't pledge themselves. They can't make that commitment. They don't even know what it is that is happening. Um, so I don't really think that a baby can pledge themselves to God. I think that baptism is more than just an act. It is an affirmation. And we kind of talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, now, I don't think that baby baptism is evil or wrong, but I certainly don't believe that it is biblical. I don't think that it means anything spiritually uh, to the child. Um, but, you know, I believe that it's more, like I said earlier, it's more of a ceremony, I think, for the parents. It's more of a, a, a declaration, a vocal declaration that you will raise your child in the way that they should go. But I certainly uh, not found the Bible anywhere, um, but I don't think it's wrong. I and mean, we do a lot of things in the church um, 
that uh, we just think is good uh, and we vocalize things and we do uh, like uh, honoring uh, different people. And we even have some positions maybe in the church that aren't listed in the Bible. doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that, uh, you know, well, it's not really biblical. And since baptism is such a biblical mandate, um, I think that when we talk about baptism, baptism that is real, baptism that uh, that God honors, I believe that it should be the biblical baptism, which is, as we had talked about, the immersion and done by somebody who really has that commitment, who really knows what they're doing. Because just like marriage, you don't get married to someone who you haven't committed to. And when you do a water baptism with babies with sprinkling on the head, you, you haven't committed uh, to God at all. It's just the parents basically dedicating that child, which again, is not wrong. It's just, I don't think it's biblical. Sure. Yeah, that's, uh, and again, it's an age old question. It's been debated for hundreds of years. Uh, but, uh, I do, I do like the fact that when you do a water immersion, there's a, a personal decision to get involved in that, as opposed to, like you said, as a child being sprinkled. Now that given that being said though, uh, doing profession of faith or a confirmation, if, if I'm baptized as a child, hopefully in whatever faith that, uh, practice that goes on, there would be at least a either professional faith or a confirmation of what happened when I was a child. Mm, yeah. Let's head on to our next question, which is what are the benefits of being baptized? And we're talking about full immersion here. So what would you say are the benefits of being baptized? The first thing that comes to mind is when I'm baptized, it draws me closer to God uh, because it's a commitment that I've made to follow Christ and to live a life that reflects that. If I, in much like, and you go back to your marriage example, if I don't go into a marriage fully committed, there's going to be issues in the marriage. If I don't go into baptism being fully committed, I'm going to be a, a not as strong a Christian and I will probably, through my example, lead people away from Christ at times, as opposed to drawing them closer. Uh, so I I like the uh, the accountability. I like mm -hmm. the uh, the draw that going through the, the the whole process of thinking about it. Why am I doing it? Uh, and and then making that commitment. That, that brings me to a little different level in my faith than if I didn't do it. Okay. Yeah, I actually uh, found an article online by my myariseChurch.com, which talks about what they think are four benefits of being baptized. I'll mention these to you and see what you think about them. Uh, one of them is that you become a part of a community. Like when you uh, declare to everyone that you believe in Jesus through baptism, you are becoming a part of a community that believes the same. And together you can work together to strengthen your relationship with God and to help each other stay on course. So it's kind of the accountability that you were talking about. And it goes on to say that in other words, baptism makes everyone that is also baptized responsible for each other's spiritual journey. And, you know, um, I suppose that that, you know, that there's some validity behind that. Uh, but I still think that as far as the being a part of the community, I would argue that you can also 
not be baptized and still be part of a community because once you're born again, you're now in the family of God. But I do kind of understand what they're talking about. Once you make that public declaration, now everybody knows that you've made that commitment and now you're part of that community. Maybe even also um, like when you join a church, I mean, uh, uh, officially join a church and go through that ceremony that now you're officially a part of that church. So I suppose being a part of the community is is part of it, which is kind of what you said. You still you agree with that? Yeah. Um, when I'm baptized, that that brings you into a little bit smaller community because your community is built out. You know, I'm baptized. I'm part of a church. Uh, I'm um, you know keep going out and out, but uh, it just it's an additional layer of accountability above and beyond just joining the church. Uh, and it, it's in, in, in fact, in some ways, it's separate from the church in that uh, when I'm baptized, that's, that's something that goes with me, where if I went to a different church, I'm still baptized, but uh, I'm now attending a different church for whatever reason that might be. I moved to mm -hmm. a different city or uh, you know, whatever might cause that to happen. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate how you said that. The thing is that I also think that, you know, I don't know how often people in the church or outside the church or anywhere talk about whether they've been baptized or not, you know. Um, so I don't know how many people in my church has been baptized unless I actually witnessed it. Uh, but I do know who's married because, you know, you see them either with their spouse, you know, they have children, you see them with their wedding band on. They've made a big issue of it. So I don't know, I, maybe as part of a church community, um, we may want to make a bigger deal of being baptized uh, that will help us to bring closer community together. But Another thing, you, go ahead. What I was going to say, what, what, I, uh, what you said earlier about uh, it's not talked enough about, it's mm -hmm. not explained in, in a detail. When we were, uh, when we attended our other church, uh, they had adult Sunday school. Well, we don't have adult Sunday school now. And uh, so some of those fundamental or foundational aspects of church may or may not be known by the people who are attending. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know what I don't know many times. Uh, so if, if we have that opportunity to learn about it, then the importance of it comes into focus where if it's not talked about, in fact, in many ways, it's like sin in a church. In some churches, you don't hear much about sin. Mm -hmm. And yet that's what part of being a member of a church helps us to avoid. Right. So right. if we don't know, we don't know. And, and so I yeah. think it's important that it is brought up and it is talked about. Well, it's interesting about, you know, how much or what is decided that is brought before the congregation or shared amongst the church? What's, I mean, the pastors are the gatekeepers of what is shared and what is uh, prioritized as what is important. And so it'd be interesting to see um, pastors uh, prioritize some of the, the things that I think that, um, and I, I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm just saying that there are some things in the Bible that I think are prioritized more than they are um, from the pulpit. And it'd be interesting. It'd be, be nice to be able to see that. And I think baptism is one of those things. Uh, similarly, similar to um, communion, where we do communion, but um, it's, in a lot of respects, it has just become uh, just something that we do, a practice that we do. But um, 
outside of the actual communion ceremony, um, maybe that should be talked about more. Maybe there should be more um, messages or, or sermons done on just the communion so that people can understand communion, likewise with uh, baptism. Let me hit on a couple of couple more of these uh, um, things that was brought up by uh, MyAriseChurch.com, the benefits of being baptized. Another one is that it builds your faith. They say that when you choose to be baptized, it must be because of your faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In doing so, not only do you strengthen your faith, your be- belief in the fact, uh, but it also helps you unite with Christ. So I, and you kind of mentioned that too, and I think that there is some of that there's a level of of increased belief or at least there's certainly increased dedication uh to the commitment that you've made uh a third point is that um they say that uh, we share shares our faith with other to others so baptism allows us to share our faith with others just like and they mentioned the wedding ceremony they say just like how a wedding ceremony is a symbol um, and a way to show others that you are indeed taking your partnership um, along with the, your partner, along with the journey of life, baptism does the same thing. And when you participate in baptism, people will be around to watch and you're telling them that you now are a follower of Christ. So yeah, I, I certainly agree with that. Okay. Just a thought, um, you know, as we go through our lives, there are different points and uh, I think baptized being one of them, uh, getting married is one of them. But as you, you were talking, I even thought about uh, people that have passed away and in their in their funeral um, and I'm thinking of one lady in particular she was a, a wife of a guy that I volunteer with and uh, she kind of set it up before she before she passed away but she wanted the pastor to wear something bright because she didn't want it to be a sorrowful time she wanted to be a joyful time and she wanted to remember uh, the good things in life and to be a celebration of life as opposed to a, a loss of life. And mm-hmm. um, if, we, if we're true to those different aspects, uh, being baptized, uh, you know, a confirmation of, or a, a profession of faith, and, and then true to our marriage, and, and if we live that life, then our life, uh, when, it, when our time comes, it can be a celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think of, uh, you know, in the culture we live in, when someone passes away without those things, without, particularly without faith, how much different that type of ceremony is as opposed to someone who has a strong faith and has lived that faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and baptism is just that declaration of that. It's that step that is taken uh, to show and almost even to prove. And I know that you can't prove it through words and even a ceremony, but it's uh, it's it's taking that step to prove that you are uh, a child of God, that you are dedicated to the faith. And the last thing that they mentioned is that um, a benefit would be that you, you could start life all over, that baptism is a symbol uh, that the sin is washed away. In other words, you can restart your life with a clean slate. And so I think that, yeah, I mean, you can think about it that way too. But I think that my personal thought about um, the benefits of being uh, baptized is that it deepens our relationship and our commitment with God. It is a pledge to God that you are his. And it is a recognition that you were bought with a price um, of Jesus on the Christ. It is a recognition of making your faith official. And to me, that to, that is the real benefit of being uh, baptized. 
is that uh, it's just like I think you had said, it's just a deeper relation. It's a deeper step. It's more of a than just becoming saved. Uh, it's even a, a, another step toward that um, that solidification between us and God. So what do you think? Um, why do you think God instituted baptism? Well, for me, uh, as with everything that God does, it's done for our good. He doesn't need us to be baptized. Uh, but through that institution of baptism, we can draw closer to him and it's for our benefit. And if we really break down the things that God, like even the 10 commandments, they're done for our good, not for his. Uh, if we, and I, I read a book called, um, confessions of a secular Jesus believer or Jesus follower, I'm sorry. Uh, and basically talking about the example that Christ set. So even if we didn't have faith at all, but we followed what the Ten Commandments say, we will live a better life, a more fulfilled and a more peaceful life than if we choose not to, uh, to follow those things. And baptism for me is one of those things that God did for us to allow us to have a better life. Uh, it, again, all those things that we talked about, you know, being part of a community, um, uh, accountability, all those types of things. And so again, it's it God instituted for our benefit, not for his. Hmm. Also, I think it's uh, he instituted it for the same reason that we have weddings. And we had mentioned the whole marriage comparison as well. You know, we don't want to have that common law marriage. We want to have a legitimized wedding. A confession of vows when we when we do that in front of a wedding is almost like our testimony that we give at the baptism ceremony and putting on that ring is like the submersion part of the of being baptized and a conscious commitment and a covenant with God is like saying I do uh, so I think that that the baptism I, I hope that listeners or if you're if you're listening to this show I hope that um, if you hadn't taken baptism seriously before listening to this podcast that you begin to think about really the importance of baptism. Uh, in the second part of this episode, which will be coming up uh, very soon, uh, we'll be talking about what the Bible has to say about baptism. And I think that that will even drive home deeply, more deeper, uh, why baptism is so important. And I know in America and in our churches um, and maybe even in our, our, our minds being submerged in the culture that we're in, we don't think about baptism as being that important. Uh, but I, I would guess that we would think even that marriage is more important than baptism. We really high, highly, um, uh, we highly espouse uh, marriage, but we don't really do so much so with baptism. But hopefully um, that can change. Well, when we come back, we'll discuss what the Bible says about the importance of bat being baptized. We'll discuss, discuss the validity of being baptized multiple times, which you kind of, kind of hit on already. And we'll attempt to answer the question, if it is important that believers be baptized, what does that say about our God? So stay with us. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, or if you have an episode topic that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Listen to half-hour episodes of the Christian Music Podcast online or download them to your computer or mobile device and take them with you. 
Discover independent Christian artists while exercising, commuting to work, doing chores, or any time you need to get your Christian music fix. Just go to ktfproductions.com and find the Christian Music Podcast link to access the Christian Music Podcast. Boldly proclaim your faith while also supporting the Hardcore Christianity Podcast. Find Hardcore Christianity t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, smartphone cases, pillows, mugs, and more. Just go to the Hardcore Christianity page at ktfproductions.com for links to the store. Today, Jerry and I are attempting to answer the question, how important is being baptized, using the Bible as our guide? In the first part of the show, we discussed what Americans think about the importance of baptism. We shared our personal thoughts on the matter, and we explored why God would institute the practice of baptism. In this segment, we'll begin by discussing what the Bible says about the importance of being baptized. So Jerry, what, do you, what would you say that the Bible says about the importance of being baptized? Well, and I, I think we uh, probably didn't state it specifically, but start with Jesus was baptized. Mm-hmm. If I'm following Jesus, if that's my leader, I probably want to emulate what he's done. <laughs> and if I'm not willing to be baptized, well, I'm saying I don't have to do what he did. Mm-hmm. So what else am I going to not do that he did? Am I not willing to talk to other people? Am I not willing to help the poor or, or whatever it might be? Uh, I give myself an out. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I agree with that. That was one of the first things I had written down, but here are a few verses and we'll see what you think about these. I, I First off, I want to say that I think the Bible does a really good job of, of just explaining why baptism is important and how we are to be baptized and when we are supposed to be baptized. So in, March, in Mark chapter 16, verse 16, it says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And when I look at that verse, I think when it says, whoever believes and is baptized, it kind of talks about, and I think this is not the only, when I mention these verses, it's not the only mention of these types of sayings in the Bible, where this one is kind of explaining that baptism, I mean, that belief in Jesus, accepting Jesus and being baptized, they go hand in hand. And as I mentioned earlier, I think it's kind of like saying, well, when I get baptized, it's, it's almost like I'm telling the whole world that I'm off the market now. I'm, I'm married now. I'm, I'm, I'm God's child. It's, that's, the way it's, that's the way it is now. So I forsake the world. So Mark 16, 16 is basically saying that whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 38 says, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when I look at that, it's talking about repent and be baptized. Every one of you is talking about that. It's not for just a few people. It's for everyone who um, uh, believes in Christ should be baptized. Uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 33. And this is the story of the jailer who was baptized. It says, and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. And so this is an indication that you don't wait. You, it's almost like when you get engaged 
and then you get married. I mean, there is a little bit of time between the engagement and the the wedding, but it's inevitable. Those two things are linked. And I think that um, if you were to examine the Bible, you would see multiple times that it was, I got saved, then I got baptized. It's not like I got saved and then I, you know, didn't know if I wanted to get baptized or wasn't important to be baptized. It was a hand in hand thing. And oftentimes it's right away. It was done right away. And the last verse of script. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just as you were saying, that reminded me of one thing. I, uh, When I got engaged, I had just started a new job and, and the first six weeks was training down in Detroit. One of the guys in the class, we were talking and uh, he said, uh, you know, you know, what are you doing when you you're not uh, in class. I said, well, I go back to my hotel, you know, I have, to have dinner or whatever. And I go back to my hotel. He says, yeah, well, you know, aren't you, uh, you know, going out, checking out the nightlife or whatever? I said, no, I said, I'm engaged. He says, yeah, but uh, you know, you're not married yet. And I'm thinking, well, my, when I said I was engaged to me, that commitment was the same as being married and that I'm done with all the other things mm-hmm. in life that, uh, you know, single people do. And I'm now a committed man who is going to get married. And I would expect my wife to be the same way. Awesome. That's great. It's a great explanation. Um, last verse I wanted to mention is uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, which says, go, there, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And this scripture kind of talks about how we are to be baptized. We're supposed to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I'm not sure about you, Jerry, but every time that uh, we do have baptisms, that is exactly the way they are baptized, following the scriptural mandate and and kind of instruction manual as to how to be baptized. So I think that those are, and like I said, it's not, this is not, there's, it's not just one verse in the Bible that speaks on these different topics. There are multiple verses, but these are just four that I picked out that really emphasizes these four things. And the first one was that baptism, that believing in Christ and being baptized go hand in hand. It's like one thing has, one thing plays off the other. Um, you don't get engaged and never get married. Uh, just like you don't get uh, saved and then never get baptized. It's the things that they go hand in hand. And then secondly, everyone should be baptized. If you're a believer, you should be baptized. According to the scripture, according to what Peter said, he said, every one of you. And so that doesn't leave anybody out. If you're a believer, you should be baptized. And then also um, the next scripture was talking about doing it right away, not waiting. You get saved, you get baptized. It's almost like a one-two punch. And then lastly, that we are baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There is a way to be baptized and that we should follow that way. So, yeah, I, I think that the, I love that the Bible is clear on those aspects, I think, of being baptized. And to me, it shows the importance of being baptized. As we talked about earlier in the episode, that like a wedding, it's so important to not just get engaged, but to actually do the ceremony. And I think that Americans just brush off that ceremony sometimes as, as not that important or, you know, uh, how committed am I really to this faith? But I think that once you become a believer, once you commit yourself to uh, following Christ, once you are saved, I think just like in the Bible, and I encourage listeners to read the Bible and to see and to, and uh, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will bring to light that pattern of being saved and then immediately being baptized. Like it's that important to, to be saved and to be baptized. And I know in our culture, 
It's not that important, but I think biblically it really should be. And just one other thought, uh, in, it was in Mark, uh, verses, uh, chapter one, verses four and five, it said, uh, John did the baptize, John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out to him all in the land of Judea and they, and of Jerusalem, and they were all baptized of him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. And what's interesting about that is this is before Christ died and, and uh, John, in fact, John was just a little bit older than Jesus, but he was baptizing at that point and it was for forgiveness of sins. Now, when we accept Christ, he covers those sins, but we are baptized as a, um, a symbol of our accepting that act that he did for us. That's really interesting. I never thought about the idea that the baptisms were happening before Jesus's death, burial and resurrection. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and it had that it was for the remission of sins. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't even think about that. Well, and the word repentance, that's uh, not a word that we use a lot. But uh, if, if we repent, we not only ask forgiveness, but we turn from whatever it is that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing. And uh, again, it's, it's a word I think that could be talked about a little more than what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, our next question is, what would you say to someone who doesn't want to be baptized or who doesn't think it is important? Boy, um, first of all, uh, you know, asking about their faith, what, <clears throat> what is their reason for not doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mentioned that uh, in my volunteering, I, I talked to guys in jail and I found that <clears throat> if I go in telling, the walls get built up. But if I go in asking, then uh, people are more open and I find out things that I would never find out if I'm just talking to them. Mm-hmm. So I ask them about why they wouldn't get baptized and deciding or being able to discern if what they're, are they afraid of something? Is there something that could, we could talk about that would dispel that fear? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is there a cultural situation for them or uh, something else that again, would, uh, if we could talk about, or maybe they have a question that I couldn't answer, but maybe I can direct them to someone who might have that answer. And then they might be more comfortable with that uh, being baptized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually, with questions like these, I like to defer to some of the things I found online because they, they have done a, some, some articles have done a pretty decent job of thinking these things through as well. And spiritualthinking.com has 15 reasons why you should get baptized. And I'm going to blaze through these pretty quickly. Some of these we've actually mentioned already. The first one is baptism as a confession, kind of what you mentioned about the repentance and the remission of sins about when uh, John the Baptist was baptizing in the Jordan. So uh, that is one reason. Another reason is that Jesus got baptized, which is what you mentioned as well. Baptism is a part of the Great Commission, which is that's a really good reason to get baptized, that we're supposed to go and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. he, uh, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. We already mentioned that it's a hand-in-hand thing. You get saved, you get baptized. That's why, one of the reasons why you should get baptized. Uh, 
you justify God by being baptized. And I'll just kind of mention that, uh, break this one out a little bit. It says uh, from Luke chapter seven, verse 29, all the people that heard him and the um, publicans uh, justified God being baptized with the baptism of John. So that's basically agreeing with God's way of thinking. And so by being baptized, we are agreeing with God's way of thinking. Uh, another one is refusing baptism is rejecting the counsel of God. And there was a verse in uh, Luke 730 that kind of mentions that from the Pharisees and the lawyers. Um, and then another one is Jesus' disciples baptized more people than John the Baptist. So if baptism was important to the disciples, then it should be an important thing that we should consider. Uh, be baptized, every one of you. And that's the verse of scripture that I mentioned about everyone should be baptized. Number nine is... Um, they that gladly receive the word get baptized. So that was another scripture just talking about that hand-in-hand relationship between getting saved and being baptized. Uh, Number 10 is what you already said. What is stopping you from being baptized? Uh, Consider that. If you um, are not in the mood to be baptized or you're not thinking about being baptized, why? Why? What is stopping you from being baptized? Uh, Number 11 is you should be baptized as soon as possible. And that brings back that uh, verse. Here's another one from Acts 9, 18. It says, immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. And you can see again, he got up and was baptized. So it's almost one of those things where it's an immediate thing, uh, a a hand-in-hand thing that we do when we get saved and baptized. And I hope that theme at the very least is what comes through in this episode, is that it's a hand-in-hand relationship with being saved and being baptized. And that it's strewn throughout the Bible that that is the case and the importance of being baptized. Um, It's so important that people did it right away. Number 12 is that Peter commanded baptism. There's a verse in Acts 10, 47 that supports that. And number 13 is baptism is how you connect to Jesus's death, which is really a good one. That's really the backbone behind baptism, at least now it is. Uh, Baptism is a burial of our old life. And we talk about being submerged and we and when we come back up, we leave that that old man in the water and we come up fresh and new. And lastly, baptism is the answer of a good conscience toward God. And this kind of comes from first Peter chapter three, verses 21. And this water bapt, uh, symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this is basically, I think, just doing what you know you need to do. Baptism is just something that we're as a mandate that we should do. And so we should just basically obey that. And one final thing I'll mention about why you should be baptized if you don't think you should be baptized is Hillsong.com just basically says we should be baptized because uh, following Jesus' example is an act of obedience and it's a public declaration. So really, I believe that there are several reasons why we should be baptized. So if you are on the fence about being baptized, uh, there's a lot of reasons I think uh, the Bible highlights um, as to why we should be baptized. So what, and we had mentioned this, maybe we, I shouldn't even ask this question, but I'll I'll highlight it briefly. And if there's anything more to be said about it, we can say it. But uh, what if you've been baptized before and you want to be baptized again? Well, since both of us have been baptized more than once, (laughs) uh, for me, when I got baptized the second time, I was older, probably in my 30s, and um, it was me saying, yes, I was baptized as a child, but I'm 
I'm definitely doing this on my own accord. I understand it now as an adult mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm doing it to say, I want to follow Jesus. And this is my signal or sign that I am doing that. And I think that's biblically supported. I mean, if you were to, to, well, I mean, people in the Bible got saved and were baptized, but oftentimes I would, I would guess in America that people commit or at least verbally commit to Jesus and they may not fully understand what they're doing or they may not even fully commit um, until later they learn what it means to be a believer, what it means to follow Christ. And I think if that is the case, then that I think is really the first, the starting blocks of being saved, even though we may have made that verbal commitment earlier and we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, I was, my first uh, baptism was when I was five. And I think I might have known what I was doing, but I'm not I'm not sure. I think that when I grew up and I I kind of drifted away from God and then in college came back in a big way, I think it was then that I really understood what it meant to be a born again Christian. And that is when I I really believe that I made that commitment to the Lord, to, the commitment to follow Christ. And so it was at that point that I thought that baptism that I really needed to be baptized and confess, uh, you know, to my testimony amongst others. And of course I mentioned my third one was in Jordan. That was kind of just <laughs> symbolic. And, you know, the thing about it is that I did get, I, while I was in Israel, my wife and I, we actually went to a synagogue and we kind of got remarried. Also another symbolic, um, rededication, I guess it would be of marriage. So it didn't say it mean that our first marriage didn't take, it just was saying, Hey, I love this woman so much that, I just want to proclaim it yet again. And so I think that that was uh, another reason, the reason why I got baptized. There was very symbolic. I mean, uh, they're baptizing in the Jordan uh, biblically. So I thought, oh, well, what a great thing to do is be baptized in the Jordan like they were uh, in the Bible. But I also like what it says in beliefnet.com. It says, the truth is you only need to be baptized by water once because you were baptized in the spirit once. Many churches have different views on baptism. The only truth we have is found in the Bible. Scripture tells us that every Christian is baptized in the spirit once at the moment uh, where they are born again in Christ. So um, that I think is a good job of, of indicating that really once you're born again, that you only need to be baptized once. But I don't think it really hurts to be baptized more than once. I know that there's some people who say, you know, I don't know if the first one took, you know, the first, <laughs> maybe I need to get baptized again, but really you only need to be baptized once, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's sinful or wrong to be baptized more than once. I got one thought on that. There was a guy that came to our church and uh, he was preaching an evening service and he said something that always stuck with me. He said, I was saved in 2001, but he said, I surrendered in 2006. And mm -hmm. that whole idea of, yeah, I was baptized back then, but I really wasn't living my faith. Now, mm -hmm. whatever reason, whatever caused me to now understand and, and want to really truly live my faith, I could see a potential second time of being baptized because uh, much like your second second time getting married in Israel was a, or a confirmation of your marriage, mm -hmm. this being a similar situation with baptism. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that God honors that. I don't think that God has a problem with that. I mean, I think with everything with God, I mean, it all comes down to the heart and why you're doing it. 
And, you know, it's not always comfortable to be baptized even once. So if you do it more than once, then you have, I'm sure you have a heart reason for doing it and not just to display how great you are. If it is done with the right heart, I don't think that there, that God has a problem with it. Now, it doesn't talk about in the Bible being baptized more than once. Um, but if you, if you rest on the character of God and understand um, the reasoning behind baptism, I would, I would argue that it's not a problem to be baptized more than once if it's done with the right heart. It was interesting when you say that. It reminded me, uh, there was a guy that had gone to our church and he had been in the army and he went back in the army as a chaplain. And he was over in Iraq and he was talking about uh, when they were over there, basically all they had was bottled water and it was a very precious commodity. But he had guys in his his battalion that wanted to be baptized. And so they they had a, a vat that they filled up and they put they took these bottles of water and put <laughs> enough in where they could be baptized. That's awesome. But it was there are certain things in our lives that um, they're so they're they're important to us to uh, what's the word I want? Um, they're just big moments in our lives and they bring us to that point of understanding how important faith is. And for someone who hasn't been baptized or hadn't been living their faith, knowing that they're going into basically a, a potential life and death situation, mm -hmm. uh, the ability to then be baptized, I think it takes a, a, a different type of significance Mm -hmm. than just saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, I accepted Christ, and I'm going to be baptized. But uh, it, hopefully we would all have that type of um, focus on our, our baptism, and it would, that we're doing it for the right reasons, not just mm -hmm. because we check the box or it's the cultural thing to do, right? but it's the thing that we feel called to do. Good, good point, good point. So if it is important for believers to be baptized, what does that say about our God? Well, for me, it says that God always wants what's best for us. And uh, he gives us different avenues to draw closer to him. And everyone that we follow draws us a little bit closer. And the closer I get to God, the farther I feel from the rest of the world. I'm not as attracted to all those things that would be an attraction otherwise. And so baptism being one of those that, uh, again, it goes back to that accountability, that community. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm shifting from how do I prosper or do what I want in the world's views as opposed to how do I do what God wants me to do and mm -hmm. have that life that I can only have following Christ and having that peace and joy that only comes from faith, not from whatever it is I think that's out there in the world. Hmm, great. I also believe that it, I think that God wants us to take our commitment that we've made with him seriously. And baptism is one of those ways that we could take it seriously. Um, I just think about those who we have mentioned before who've gotten engaged, but have no plans to get married. I'm thinking, you know, how serious are you about your relationship? Um, or maybe even those who haven't got not gotten engaged but are living together and and have 
committed as if they're going steady, you know, it's like, well, that commitment of uh, baptism as if it's like a wedding ceremony. Um, and also, as, as we mentioned before, that the Bible talks about the church as being the bride and God as being the, the groom. And if we compare um, baptism to a wedding ceremony, I mean, that whole notion of it being as important as a wedding is supported uh, through that idea. So I just think that God really wants us to take our commitment with him seriously. I mean, the Bible talks about God as being a jealous God. He does not want us to go. And when we're married to him, we are committed to him. And he does not want us to go and prostitute ourselves with other gods. And he does not want us to wander away from him. He wants our whole heart. And when we are baptized, it's almost like we're saying, okay, I'm off the market. I am God's. He knows it. I know it. And now the world knows it because I've done it in front of the world, just like a wedding, just like when you get married and you do that in front of everybody. People are like, well, you know, I guess uh, I guess I can't date that person anymore. I, I guess my hopes for being with that person are gone because that person is now publicly and uh, in their heart committed to the person that they have been married. So I think that that's what and that's in my mind, in my heart. That's what I think that uh, baptism, why God has um, what that says about our God. So what are some of the takeaways that will help us to become more hardcore in our faith from this episode, Jerry? Well, if we take our baptism seriously, much like you said, it, it, it becomes a commitment. It changes the way we look at life. Um, I don't look at my work the same way. I don't look at my family the same way. I don't look at my church membership the same way. Um, mm -hmm. I am now God's. Um, as you were talking earlier, it reminded me, uh, there's a, the old hymn, I Surrender All. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're truly honest in our culture, the song would be, I Surrender Most. Mm -hmm. uh, because there's always something I'm holding back. And whatever it is I hold back, that's my stumbling block. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what it is, it's different for each of us. But when I go under that water and I release all those things, now I'm free to live the life God called me to and to become the person that he wants me to be and experience the joys and the peace that only come through walking close to God. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is in the world, it will at some point go away. But my faith, that's something that will always be with me really through eternity. <laughs> I think that's beautifully said. I also think uh, what I take away from this episode is I think that every believer should be baptized as soon as possible. As soon after being saved, I believe that people should be baptized. Um, it is a natural part of the process of being a believer. One part of the process isn't talked about very much, isn't um, pushed very much, but I think biblically it is, even if it's something that we don't really um, push as much in the church. Uh, Jesus modeled it, the Bible supports it, and God mandates it. If you're embarrassed about being baptized, I would ask myself um, if you are embarrassed about being associated with God. Um, because when you become baptized, you're really making that public declaration that you are associated with God. You are God's children, and you're proud to be so. Um, in those ceremonies, we talk about our testimony and we share about how God has changed our lives what it means to be a Christian. And when we do that, that to me is a serious step. And I hope that if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't been baptized, that you'll reconsider and remember what the Bible says, how important it is um, to be baptized biblically uh, through submersion, um, total submersion, 
remembering that Jesus modeled it for us, remembering that the Bible supports it in so many ways and that God mandated it. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us and listening to this episode, spending time with us as we explored the question, how important is being baptized? I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to join us next time as we explore another challenging topic from a Christian worldview. But until then, I encourage you to make every effort to keep your walk hardcore. See you soon. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, or if you have an episode topic that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hardcore Christianity is produced by KTF Productions. Thanks for listening and God bless.